it opens up with Goldblum narrating, so how wrong can you go? <laughs> right? Uh, this generation's Planescape Torment. Uh, uh, Christ, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when he wakes up with the Z <laughs> carved on his forehead. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. It is our 52nd episode, and it is a new year. It is 2020, and I am Al. I'm Nick. Man, it's good to be back. Uh, it was a crazy holiday, so we we're still off by like a half a week or something, but, uh, yeah, you'll find when you're, you know, married with kids, you basically have no life from, uh, December 20th until the 2nd. <laughs> it's all, you know, it's, it, I mean, it's good stuff, it's all family stuff, but, like, there's just no time for anything else, you're just rushing around and shopping and all that great all stuff. All sorts of things. All sorts of things. But how was your holiday, Nick? Oh, it was very relaxing, as usual, went up to the Adirondacks. Mm. It's beautiful up there. God, I miss it up there. <laughs> <laughs> that place is gorgeous. Yeah, his pa- his family owns a like a big cabin up there, and, and uh, I used to go up with them a lot. But it is it is just a beautiful no man's land. It's the only way to put it, really. It's nice yeah, and, pretty much. Yeah, nice and and sort of isolated, and just in the middle of the mountains. Did the internet get better up there yet? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm onto uh, cable now. Ah, oh, beautiful. That's great. Oh, shit, we should have played some Bridge Commander. I would have had time for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. You had a good Christmas? See the family and stuff? Absolutely, yeah. They're all doing good. That's really good to hear, man. I'm glad everybody's good. Yeah, I mean, pretty much same deal here. Uh, I took a, about a week and a half off from work and uh, just spent time with my family, really. we, um, You know, the girls are all at a great age to where we can uh, really get into the whole Santa thing and... I mean, it's ah, nice. a lot of fucking work, man. I mean, I, I did, you know, I did a good amount with my wife. Just, like, she goes all out for these girls just to make it, like, magical and cool. And, like, I mean, to the point where we got this cool thing where it was, like, a letter from the North Pole and and a stencil where you can make, like, flower uh, boot prints, you know, by your door so it looked like snow. And it was just, it was cool. How clever. Yeah, it was neat, you know, like, they they went nuts, they they had a great Christmas, they got all kinds of crap that we have no room for, uh, so it was nice, <laughs> and, uh, but I, I got one of my favorite presents I think I've ever gotten. What is that? I got a Bluetooth digital electric smoker <laughs> by, by Masterbuilt. Uh, so it's a lot to say, but really what it is, it's an electric smoker, has a main element, uh, for heating on the bottom, and that's mainly to, you know, heat the whole thing, but also heat your wood chips to get them, you know, smoking. Then there's a top element to broil, if you want, which is kind of fancy, that's the first time I've seen that. But where this really wins is it's got built-in meat probes, uh, for temperature, but the best part is there's an app you get on your phone, hooks into the smoker via Bluetooth, and I can sit from my couch and monitor, okay, temperature is at X internally, uh, the main piece of meat or whatever is X degrees in the center, and I basically just put the chips in, you know, after soaking them, put in some wood chips, uh, we did some chicken breast tonight, I did a little mix of apple and pecan wood chips, and uh, Ooh. 
Oh, man, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, you, you just do that, and you mainly do that for the smoke. The elements handle the heat. The best part with the electric is it keeps it at a constant heat. Uh, for anybody that has kind of the old school uh, non-electric smokers, um, you really have to kind of babysit it quite a bit. Uh, and there's a kind of a juggling act of water and, you know, wood to make sure that the temperature's at a certain amount, charcoal. Really, it's a royal pain in the ass. And um, I had one originally, and I just got tired of the <laughs> the work involved. I'm lazy. But this thing is like, this is my speed, man. I've been on a smoking binge. I made, uh, first thing I did was a brisket. Uh, came out okay. Uh, not, not my best work, but I hit brisket stall and my family was starving. Um, for those who smoke, you know what brisket stall is, but it's basically your meat will hit about 150 degrees and then stop. And it needs to hit about, for brisket, I think like 205. And it'll stop for a couple hours. Like, temp it just won't heat up because, like, the fats and the gelatins are doing all kinds of shit that I don't want to get into. But it just kind of counterbalances the heat. So it's it just... It, other stuff doesn't do that. Like, I can do a chicken in a couple hours, like a big roaster chicken. And uh, we did that already. Like, it's just it's awesome stuff, man. So, yeah, needless to say, great present. I made chicken. I made smoked mac and cheese. I made... Uh, uh, like I said, smoked chicken breasts we did tonight. We did brisket. I mean, they're like, I, I got plans, man. <laughs> I'm going to do smoke. <laughs> I'm going to do smoke cabbage. That's on my list. So, yeah. What was your, uh, what was your coolest present, Nick? Uh, I don't know. It, like I didn't, you know, didn't get anything, you know, super big. It was just, you know, it, for me, it's just more relaxing with the family and chill. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I get it. You're one of those. No, but like, you <laughs> Uh, what was your did you treat yourself at all to something or, or? Uh, I, I did treat myself to uh, some new VR games so I got oh. uh, some ones on, on the line uh, so uh, Rogan which is a, like a rogue VR game I haven't Ooh. played it yet I'm, I'm going to see if I can't kick it off on Monday uh, but I've been looking forward to, to playing you need to let me know if that's good will do because uh, I love rogue games <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like ooh it's like rogue it's like you know, kind of fantasy, you know, medieval settings. Like, uh, yeah, sign me. Yes. That sounds great. Um, what, what have you been playing overall, uh, VR-wise? Or just anything, really? Um, uh, so, you know, still uh, marching my way through Red Dead, you know, the, the miles <laughs> of... Uh, <laughs> How you liking it? To that. I love it. Oh, it's great. It's Isn't easy that... to get, just get lost in it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's easy to just like, I'm going to go hunting today. <laughs> I'm gonna go fishing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that uh, and I and uh, I'm actually playing through Hitman Two finally. Oh, I didn't, haven't uh, played that yet. I played the first one. I had a blast. Or, uh, oh sorry. yeah, yeah. Sorry, and, Jeremy. You know, I <laughs> like and I love these like you know stealth games. So you know the Assassin's Creed, you know the Splinter Cell stuff. So like Hitman is right up the alley. And Hitman's you know, a whole I, another level of stealth, though. Oh, Oh, yeah, and I love the fact that there's so many ways to, like, handle a target. Like, you know, some other games kind of dabble this a little bit, but usually it's like you can shoot them with a pistol or you can hand-to-hand, -hand. whereas, like, Hitman's like you can poison them. You can, you know, rig the thing to blow up and, you know, do this, that, and the other. Drop a statue on them. <laughs> yeah. I forget what mission it was in the first uh, Hitman series, but it was like you were, you were infiltrating a party, 
and I disguised as the bartender and poisoned the guy's drink. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, man. It's, it's, it allows for that really good way of, like, replayability, whereas, like, oh, you know, yeah. the other game's like, you kind of play through it, and he's like, okay, I've played the level, I really don't want to play this again, whereas this was like, okay, I want to do it this time, but this time I'm going to do, you know, instead of X, I'm going to do Y, you know. Yeah, and you're not you're not over exaggerating. There is easily like five or six different ways on average to go through a mission. Right. Like, it's it's a very well done game. I haven't played the second, so it's I don't know if you played the first, but it's just as fun. It sounds like I have not. I think I think I dabbled in it, like you know, saw played it at someone's house or whatever. But yeah, so Hitman Two, I think, is my first actual jump into it. Oh, good. Uh, but I, you know, I kind of know know the background a little bit. But yeah, it's just like yeah, it's total. Nice, nice. Um, and so that and uh, any other VR hits that uh, that that stole your heart this season? Um, so I think what was it the last one I played that I really enjoyed, and it's actually on, on my list a little later. Uh, is uh, I, I expect you to die. Oh, isn't that great? And it, 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 oh, oh, I love it so much, especially if you're a fan of like the old James Bond, Bond baby. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like you play James Bond, and the, and the evil your overlord is is trying to kill you in in very ingenious very ways. Awesome ways. And, and you have to escape this, you know, whatever the contraption, you know, sharks with lasers, and and it's just absolute fun, you know. Trying it, it, it's it's not that much of a complicated game, but it is is so fun and clever, and like how oh, you have yeah. to interact and figure things out. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, once you it's like once you figure out the puzzle, yeah. But then that's another one. There's like one or two different ways you can do certain things. Yeah, and yeah. um, it's that's a very very creative game though. I had a lot of fun with that. It was one of the first things I played on VR when I uh, borrowed Luke's headset way back. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. Um. Cool. Uh, what what, did, what were you watching over the holiday, or should I ask? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know, of course, finished up The Mandalorian. Oh, Best baby. <laughs> Star Wars ever. Like, Star Wars Can't, anything. Yeah, it's like, cannot wait for season two. We, I'm, I'm bummed that we have to wait all the way till fall. And I'm I'm hoping they maybe, you know, do some long, you know, not to say longer. Well, longer episodes would be nice, because I, I think yeah. some of these were like maybe only a half hour to 45 minutes. But maybe a longer running season, uh, like because I, th- I think this is what only eight episodes. I think. Yeah, uh, I have another complaint about a series that did that that did long episodes, and I just want more and more. We'll yeah, get there. Like, can, can we get more, please, in season two, please? <laughs> but yeah, so good. Can cannot wait to see where where they take. Yeah, I I loved the story. Uh, Pedro Pascal won my heart as an actor in uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I thought he was fantastic. That was the first time I'd seen him. I caught him in Narcos after that. And uh, I just, I think he's fabulous. And him as the Mandalorian, I put him on a a same tier now with people like Edward Norton, where um, Edward Norton played a similar masked role in Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, One of my Mm. favorite, favorite Ridley Scott movies with Orlando Bloom, Liam Neeson, uh, and Edward Norton played a leper king. And he wore a mask the whole time, and all you saw was his eyes. Right. And, like, he was able to convey emotion, um, feeling. And I, I remember saying that is one of the best actors I've ever seen, where, like, you can you know what that character's expressing and feeling behind a mask. And I put Pedro Pascal a step above that, because you couldn't even see his eyes. Yeah, it was like nothing. And, like, you just had his vocal inflections... 
uh, his movements, and he just brought a style. Like, I always thought Han Solo had the suave badass style. Dude, Mando would whoop his ass up and down the road <laughs> all the way to the bank. Um, yeah, it was a very well-done series. The writing was so good. Um, oh, yeah, like spot on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those... I love space westerns. It's one of my favorite genres. I love reading it in books, and I did not expect that in a Star Wars uh, setting. And it's like, why? That's the perfect setting. Like, Yeah. And this just shows you, like, how perfect it is. It is, like... When you count all the movies, uh, the fiction, the the books, and I, I've, I've read a lot of, many of it. This is my favorite, man. I had so much fun in this world. I can't wait for season two. But, um, yeah, I watched that as well. Uh, on the gaming front, I played uh, a lot of VR. Uh, again, with the rift that I got from Glovebox. Mm-hmm. I um I've I've really <laughs> I've been almost a hundred percent addicted to <laughs> VR games at this point. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Um, my favorite right now, hands down, is Asgard's Wrath. Mm, um, yes, one of the best games I've played in a long time. Much less best VR games I've ever played. Um. It is exactly like we were talking about where I, where I was kind of suspecting what it was. It is that game where you're like, oh my god, this is what I've been wanting to play on VR. This is the world I want to inhabit. You know, this is like that thing I can't experience in real life, and I've got it here. And it's just so well done. Um, it, You know, I, I was trying to explain it to somebody, and it's like, this is the Skyrim for VR. Although there's VR for that, and it's pretty damn good, too. Um but yeah, it's it's really awesome. <laughs> it's all Norse mythology, obviously, and you basically play uh, an up and coming god, and you're like building up, you know, a, uh, a worship, you know, uh, uh, I can't think of that, like your own religion, basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you start out as like a god of animals, and you get like one follower, and that becomes like there's two modes to the game. There's like the god mode where you can like pick animals up off the ground and, like, possess them or, or recreate them to become, like, warriors for you or uh, help with a puzzle or something. But then there's another one where you can go to an altar uh, and you control your follower. And in the first part of the game that I just beat at the first major boss fight against the god Tyr, uh, you have... She's basically just a badass shield maiden. Looks very similar to Senua. Um, or Senwa. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so there's that mode where you're possessing them and you're basically playing, you know, in first person inside their body. And just, like, the sword fighting, uh, the, and then there's, like, axe, you know, you got an axe that you can throw. And it's, like, you know, something out of Hercules where you flick your wrist back and the axe comes flying back to your hand. Um, <clears throat> just, it's wicked fun. It's it's really, really well done. It's one of the best games I've played in a while. The story's great. Uh, the world exploration is just... I can't get enough of it. I've been playing it almost exclusively. Um, and I started playing Beat Saber the other day. I just got that because I figured you could play... I heard you could play the uh, the Witcher song, which I the show I'm obsessed with. <laughs> uh, That's according to your Witcher. Yes. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but I'm ready to. 
And then uh, actually, the other game I've, uh, well, I've, I've two games I've, I've devoted time to over the holiday outside of VR. Uh, the one my pal Josh in the save point got me uh, for my birthday, actually, and I was very appreciative. Uh, he picked me up Jurassic World Evolution. Oh, yeah. That is a great game. Um, at first, I just thought it was going to be a gimmicky builder game with dinosaurs. But um, there's a shit ton of depth to this game that I was really, really surprised about. Uh, just a lot of cool systems and tons of stuff to unlock. And a really great story. And the production values are through the roof. Basically, anyone that's ever had a part in Jurassic Park has a voice part in it somewhere. It opens up with Goldblum narrating, so how wrong can you go? <laughs> right? And uh, he has several you know, spots where like, he'll interject with the people showing you how to build things, and he's like, oh, yes, yes. And next comes the uh, running, screaming, dying. <laughs> and, uh, Ooh, ah. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very good game. I recommend it. I've, I've had a lot of fun with it, and I look forward to playing more. But the other one I've been... If I had to say, like, VR in this game, I've basically taken 50% and 45% of my time, the other 5% being Jurassic Park, is The Witcher 3. Um, because I, like probably so many people, uh, started watching The Witcher on Netflix uh, at the beginning of the holiday, and I pretty much finished it three days later. <laughs> um, I will say, uh, for all the praise I gave The Mandalorian, The Witcher is probably... My favorite series of 2019, hands down. Uh, Henry Cavill absolutely nailed it as Geralt. Um, I was a little skeptical at first because it's like I didn't, I, you know, the previous obviously didn't show you much, and I just know him from Superman, so I was like, well, maybe. No, he's perfect. He's absolutely perfect for the role. And right around the same time I started watching that, <clears throat> I started reading the books, and. I didn't realize that the series was kind of taking a lot from the book I was reading, which was The Last Wish. So I was mm -hmm. reading, I was reading The Last Wish, and I, you know, a, a night before, I was reading the Striga fight, uh, where he goes and, and cures the Striga, and uh, Striga, whatever. And the next day, I watched episode three, and it was that fight, and I'm like. Okay, obviously it's not 100%, but this is almost damn near word for word from the book, and holy shit, this is awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're one of the few that have not seen The Witcher yet, it's great. Production values, awesome. Special effects, awesome. I think the bigger battles that they show in it are on par or better than Game of Thrones. Uh, I mean, really, Game of Thrones didn't even show that many big battles. Um, but it's one of those, I think Witcher had more in Season 1 and Game of Thrones did most of its uh, run for, like, big, big battles and stuff. Uh, it was just very well done. And so that got me on to playing The Witcher 3, and I'm going through that pretty hardcore. Uh, I was going to try to be completionist about it, but I just don't find Gwent that entertaining, so I'm just getting that whole part. <laughs> but yeah, playing a lot of The Witcher 3, and it just reminds me again why uh, I picked that game on the Bad Fodder Figures cast for my game of the decade. It's that is a phenomenal game. You've played yeah, that, absolutely. I assume, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't finished it, but I made a good chunk through it. And yeah, it's just like that's another game where yeah, if you try to do you know everything or it's it's another one easy to like like, oh look a penny and suddenly you're off on the side quest of like nowhere. Yeah. And it's great. And like they're great. What I love about The Witcher Three 
is the quests, even what seems like the smallest side quests, are so intricate in the storytelling, and they're fun, and it's like dark usually and messed up, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, I remember just wandering into a random village, and they're like, oh, hey, uh, we're, hunters are going missing in the woods, and like go out in the woods, and you know, this girl comes by, and uh, or no, this guy said his wife was missing, she went to pick berries in the woods, that's what it was. Oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah, the werewolf one, and it, like it turns into this yeah. whole thing, and you're like, "What the yeah, fuck? Like, this is going deeper than I thought it would." And that's pretty much like the way all the quests are. There's just like a deeper step than you'd expect it to take. And uh, it's the open world game for me, man. Is I love Red Dead too. It's one of the best open world games, but man, Witcher always has my heart in that area so far. And that's saying that the other reason I wanted to play it again is I never played through the DLC that I bought. And the the two DLC packs and that are supposed to be massive. So, yeah, it's like Blood and Wine, and then there's another one. But they're yeah, they're they're supposed to be huge, and they're supposed to be fantastic. Like it's supposed to be just as good, if not better. So, yeah, I'm working my way through that. I'm I'm eager to play it and beat it. But uh, all right, that's what we've been watching. What we've been playing again. If you haven't seen The Witcher by by now, get fucking Netflix and go watch that. It's incredible. And uh, the books. I just want to say again, I highly recommend the books. Uh, what, I, what I'm what i loving so far, at least with The Last Wish, is a lot of it is just short stories. Kind of like the, the Witcher contract quest you get in Witcher 3. It's like, you know, it's a monster contract or it's, you know, some kind of whatever. It's usually something along those lines where they're almost like episodic chapters. And uh, it makes for a very fun read. And it's, it's great to just read in a clip and then, you know, go to sleep or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's very good writing. Here the author's a bit of a dickhead, but that's not going to stop me from reading the books. <laughs> He's another one that's like gone completely Christopher Tolkien. Yeah, uh, the movies okay. are horrible, and the game's horrible. Everything's horrible. And he's like, I just, I read he's like really bitter that uh, he sold the, the game rights to CDPR for, mm. you know, not a lot of money. But, you know, I look at it back then when they were going to make Witcher 1, and like... Yeah, you know what? I can understand his perspective. It sucks. Had he made a better deal, he'd he'd be completely rich. But it's one of those like nobody knew The Witcher outside of Poland. No, right. not many. It, I'll say there's a coulda, woulda, shoulda moment, so, mm-hmm. so to speak. And he probably thought he was gonna make, that was the only money he was gonna make on it. And it's like, dude, you know, don't be bitter. Just you know that that was like a one in a billion shot in the dark. But yeah. <laughs> really, I don't think um, CD Projekt Red had done anything notable no. before that. So, no. I mean, even they were kind of unknowns. No, what they did before that, because I, I watched, um, and if you haven't seen this before, uh, I highly recommend it. I mentioned No Clip on here many times, No Clip documentaries on YouTube by uh, Danny McGuire. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny did a really great, like, history documentary of CD Projekt Red and, like, went to Poland and interviewed Marchen and interviewed. You know, many of the big players there. And they basically do a retrospective all the way from Witcher 1 to through Witcher 3 and the making of all those games and how CDPR started out. And it's a really awesome look at, A, in the beginning, uh, the gaming market in Eastern Europe at the time because it was, like, right before the fall of the wall. So, like, you know, Poland didn't really have a concept of, of copyright back then. Right. So, like, they'd, there'd be a radio show, hey, uh put your cassette tapes in and record at 11 p.m. T- tonight and 
uh, we'll play, you know, the code for a game for two hours so that you can take <laughs> it out and play it in your computer. Um, but they wound up, they, they started out doing translations, uh, Polish translations, because nobody did Polish translations. Uh, they, they, they started out, I think they did one for eight, like an Ace Ventura game. And that basically got them some cred. And then they wound up making a deal where they translated uh, Baldur's Gate. And mm. that's what basically put them on the map. Uh, it sold a bunch of copies because they did Polish translations, Polish voice acting, and uh, it really took off for them. And then, you know, of course, then starting GOG, uh, you know, then they had that revenue coming in as well. But, um, yeah, no, great documentary. Highly recommend it. So, yeah, I mean, it was a shot in the dark, dude. Like, you can't be bitter over that. It, it, it just happens, you know? Right. I'm sure Tolkien would have a fucking stroke if he knew how much he would have made had he not let the movie rights go for nothing. You just don't know. Yeah, I, exactly. You, know, you never know. I do, and if I write a book, I'm going to make sure I have a percentage in there somewhere. But, <laughs> go the George <laughs> Lucas route. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. You never know. But anyway, so yeah. Toys, I mean, that, toys, toys. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what we've uh, that's what we've been watching. That's what we've been playing. Um, we're going to do the show a little bit differently tonight. Normally we're going to release highlights or we'll, we'll talk some news. Um, you know, there, there has been, you know, news that's happened over the past couple of weeks and I don't know, really like it's, it's the closing of the year. It's a new year now. I'd really like to just look back on 2019 in retrospective and talk about, um, some of our favorite games of 2019 or games that we played in 2019 and uh, Nick, let's start with you. What were uh, some of your favorites? Sure. So these aren't in any particular order. The, you know, definitely, I think the ones at the top are like you know they stood out to me the most. But you know, there's there's no particular order. Like one, you know, no, no one is number one versus number ten type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but to kick off, uh, the Outer Worlds. Such um, a good game. Like, yeah, Obsidian. You know, I want to say it came out of nowhere. Like, cause I I think we had about a year heads up notice like i think it was like last year's e3 they kind of teased it and that was like the first it like made the radar at least that i can remember yeah it was like oh obsidian oh they're making it like a uh, space game oh game? they're making <laughs> a, a space fallout style game <laughs> it's like yeah yeah and i feel like they fell or uh, not fell through followed through oh, with everything everything they were putting out and it's like and it's exactly what i was expecting exactly what i was looking for and it, like it really hit the nail on, on the head and i felt like it needed to happen especially after the debacle of <laughs> bethesda at the end of uh 2018 and, yeah. the, and con- really continued in 19 for I mean, like all the crap that they kept trying to do with uh with fallout 76 it's just like oh come on is is the fallout genre so to speak gone is it dead have you killed it <laughs> If you killed it outright, but Obsidian came swinging for the fences, and they oh. I believe they knocked it out of the park. Definitely worth picking up and playing if you haven't already. I think, uh, I think it's on the Microsoft Game Pass. It is on Game um, Pass, yeah. yeah so for both you know, computer and uh, Xbox One. And Xbox, yeah, exactly. So an easy way to, to pick that up if you have that. Highly recommend you know putting on your playlist. If, if not, if you don't have that subscription, either a good, great you know time to pick it up or just buy, outright buy the game. Like it's absolutely worth it. Totally. Um, next up, Metro Exodus PC. Uh, it finally, so I think it really was released on, I think on consoles first. I think. And so. then, uh, hmm? yeah, I think so. And then yeah, then it's like February. 
uh, it arrived on PC, I believe. If I'm if I'm remembering my yeah, my... you're you're. I'm pretty sure you're correct. So it, so I'm putting in this year. So Metro X is definitely where they uh, it also had you know uh, its first DLC come out this year for sure. Uh, I think it was in like in the fall or so. And you know, still a lot of fun all around. Beautiful, beautiful game. Um, so d- it's one of those like you you pick it up and play really. Uh, I'd say almost for the graphics, uh-huh. although the story is pretty good and you know the plays you know a lot of fun for for an FPS. Also um, on PC Game Pass as well. Perfect. Well, there, there you go. Another another one. To add add the tick mark to the to the PC Game Pass. Yep. Um, of course, can't leave this out. Uh, obviously, oh. it came out on consoles last year. But we, we we were waiting for the port, and it finally came out this year. Red Dead Two, just absolutely, it's like like j- just get it, just get it, <laughs> just just get it. I mean, and I say this as somebody who played it through almost a hundred percent on console. Again, it's one of those uh, one of the few games I've actually gone out of the way to be kind of completionist on. Mm-hmm. Get it on PC. Like it yeah. is so visually stunning. Like they make that in VR, I'll never leave my office. <laughs> give me like that's it i'm plug me plug me into the matrix yeah like just plug me in and give me food through a straw i gotta go <laughs> hunt some buffalo <laughs> it's it's awesome totally agree um i'm gonna i'm gonna jump around my list a little bit sure. uh, but uh i'd say another one that is definitely worth playing uh this was uh free on the epic store is how i ended up playing this one i, I don't know if it's still free freely available but definitely worth checking out is the is the not to be confused with Outer Worlds, but the Outer Wild. Also um, on Game Pass. Also on Game Perfect. And not add that check mark on there. That this is this is a very very charming game. It's wild. <laughs> I hate to say that, but like, <laughs> and uh, oh, there's a documentary cool. out on YouTube. Highly recommend. Like after playing the game, also a no clip documentary, I believe, by Danny McGuire. Oh, oh, is it okay? Yeah, so I, I ended up watching that like the other week. I'm like, oh, it's like I played this game. Let me watch this documentary, and, and it feels in so much of like how this game came to be about, and makes so much more sense of like, oh, okay, this because it's so creative. I want to say it's it, it felt very unique in the way it told the story, and you know how the yeah I say how the game plays, um, but yeah, just like a, kind of a revolution for what I would call a puzzle genre, um, and. Again, such a such a charming little game that you know there's no combat or anything, nothing like scary is gonna jump, you know, more or less <laughs> jump out of you. Um, but definitely, definitely worth checking out in my book. Yes, um, and just to confirm, if you liked that documentary, Nick, just yeah. click the creator of that, that's a no clip, and go watch their okay. entire his entire series on CDPR. Sweet. I, I'm gonna yeah, it's it is, it is a great little documentary too. So yeah, I'll probably go back and do that Dan- danny is a um, fantastic interviewer like i can't push him enough like he he has enough cred obviously i've, I've known yeah, yeah, danny yeah. a while in the business but like his documentaries are just incredible he gets such great interviews and uh yeah i haven't watched the outer wild ones yet and i i plan to because like that is one of the most unique games i've played in a while too just story-wise very interesting sorry go ahead absolutely no you're good um Next up, uh, I, I think technically it's still in beta, uh, but through at least again, I have it on the Epic Store <clears throat> is uh, satisfactory. So if you like <laughs> building games and getting lost, just building things. So this is, you know, like, uh, well, I wouldn't even put it in, like on, on the same level as art because they're really not that many baddies to deal with. Uh. Um, but uh, if you've ever played like Factorio, 
this is like 3D, 3D version of it, you know, or FPS version of it. It is so fun just like to build your factory and like, you know, and there's all sorts of crazy stuff. Everyone has like these super efficient builds. Others have like, I'm going to cover the entire planet with my factory. <laughs> um, <laughs> another, another great, like just, you know, one of those games where you look, you know, you start playing and you look up and it's like suddenly 3 a.m. You're like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I've avoided picking that up. My, my boss <laughs> has played that a bunch and he's like, I just lost half my night to satisfactory. I'm like, I'm not picking that game up. <laughs> Yeah, and so finally, and they're you know they're still doing constant updates. I think the last one it's been it's been a couple months since the last one, but the last one put in uh, trains of all things, uh, so you can eventually oh, work cool. your way up to trains. I think yeah, trains and nuke power, uh, which is pretty hilarious. Um, so <laughs> eager to see where you know what else are they going to add to that? I think they're working on like uh, <laughs> um, uh, environmentally friendly energy. So I think they're putting in like windmills, and I think hydroelectric is coming up next. Very interesting. Um, so yeah, they're yeah. So I and again, I think it's still technically it's it's, it's basically like a uh, a working beta slash yeah. uh, early release you know in mode like right now. Access kind of deal. I'll check that out. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> but again, worth worth. I think it's worth picking up. It's it's a cool chill game. It's like you're just looking to like you know just you know very chill play. That that's the one to do it. Um, moving into the VR side of things. Uh, now all these games, you know. It, it's more brought about the fact that I started playing VR this year. So for me, you know, this, this is my VR year. So I'm catching up on a lot. So a lot of the ones that stood out to me were surprisingly all from 2016. <laughs> so I, I mentioned, I expected you to die. That actually came out in 2016. That's um, great. Another one that came out uh, th- this year, uh, again, on the Viveport infinity is free. Uh, is super hot VR. Oh, game is so fun. <laughs> Like you want to feel like yeah, Neo in the Matrix plays super hot VR. That that's exactly what that experience felt like. Yep. And it was so fun. Such a workout too, because you know, especially if you really get into it, it is a ton of fun. And then the third uh VR game I have on my list here is uh Star Trek Bridge Crew. Man, uh, I had so much fun playing with <laughs> playing that with you the other day. The like, quintessential Star Trek experience, I would say. Yeah, it's especially like I know it came out on consoles. Like, no, it doesn't. That would not work. Uh, it's it's really meant for a VR forum um, to give you that look and feel of being on a bridge, and you gotta play with somebody else. Like Nick sat in the captain's chair. Uh, I did uh, weapons control. I tried engineering and got lost. But it was. <laughs> Like, it felt like being on the ship. And, like, you couldn't help but get into it. Like, we're sitting there, before you know it, we're, like, talking like a bridge crew, and it's, like, got that, you know, acquiring target. Go to Red Alert. <laughs> like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I think our Red Alert's broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely... Now, you know, the, the catch is with Star Trek Bridge Crew, it's, you can play it by yourself, but it really is That's a tough. rewarding team game. Like, you want to play with other people. That's where you have the most fun with it. Um, again, it's been around since 2016, so it's been been around the block. And but you know, for me, this year is like, oh, I could you know finally play it. You know, it's, yeah. it, I never picked it up on PC. Again, you can you can play it on console and PC. You know, is you know the regular version if you you really wanted to, but I never did because it's like okay, you know, it's like if I get this, I want to have a VR system. Yeah, it's and, it's a VR game. Yeah, and man, that immersion is just you know 100 on that and 
totally awesome uh, i'd love to see maybe an expansion where it's like not only could you do bridge stuff but maybe like beam down to the planet yeah. and do like away yeah, missions cool. eventually it probably wouldn't be part of that game but you know that that would be the next evolution star I, I trek ground to, crew, to the crew. <laughs> yeah ground crew yeah there you go there, there's a dlc do it do it or i think it was Ubi. yeah ubisoft did that i think that's yeah, a good game um yeah so there's that uh last two uh worthy you know i'd say worthy pickups borderlands 3 it's, it's more Borderlands action. If you enjoy Borderlands, it, it's a worthy successor. Uh, a lot of fun with that. Just, you know, you know, crazy, you know, guns everywhere. And, you know, the Diablo 2-esque, or I said 2, but, you know, Diablo, Diablo-esque, you know, style. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, constantly advancing your character with with uh, equipment and whatnot. Lastly, I, I mean, it is making the list, uh, The Division 2. Yep. Uh, I was surprised by this because I had played the demo uh, like the beta weekend, or uh, well, I say beta weekend, it was it was basically the that um, uh, pre-launch yeah. uh, free weekend that they 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 do. Absolutely, you know, like I did not like it in Div One. Like and, you know, I played that, I'm like, no, this this game is not for me. And yeah, that thing went down in a fire blaze of glory, apparently. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it's like, oh, you know what? I'll I'll try out Div Two, and I actually enjoyed it a whole lot more. Um, me too like either they got the balance down or or what but it's actually a lot more enjoyable playing division two than it was one for some reason so it actually made my list this year yeah it was a good game it was a good game that's awesome any other any other titles you want to go over uh yeah so yeah you want to go in the next section or Or, you know uh, know what uh let's I'll, i'll do my my top played real quick yeah go ahead um uh so for my 2019 uh, number one is Disco Elysium. Uh, I'm still working my way through that. I was having a conversation uh, with a friend of mine, another longtime gamer and RPG lover. Um, <clears throat> yeah, my friend Brandon and I, and we both said the same thing kind of at the same time. I was like, I was kind of thinking that this game is, and then he follows up with uh, this generation's Planescape Torment. Hmm. Um. This is one of those, it's going to be just like that game was, it's going to be on top lists when they talk about, like, the best RPGs, um, you know, not necessarily open world, but just, like, story RPGs. It, for the same things that made Torment awesome, uh, this is this was, like, this came out of nowhere. This was, like, in October, I think, and um, it's just wild. It's an RPG of, like, dystopian, not dystopian, because it's not Fallout, but it's like almost Blade Runner esque, where you know the the corp, not even the corporation. Uh, you're basically it feels like a communist uh, uh, society, and but it's not. It's it's nowhere you know real world at all. But it feels like you know somewhere in Eastern Europe, and like instead of fighting, you do a lot of stuff in conversation. Again, very similar to Planescape Torment. And it, it depends on your skills. There's, like, three different classes where, one, you're, like, a sensitive, where you can pick up on people's uh, emotions, uh, so, even their thoughts if you have skill in that, but you risk going insane. Um, and, like, literally the skills that you have will start talking to you during conversation, and you kind of figure out which one to use based on, like, which one is, like, no, she wants you, man. Like, if you have a, a skill that's, like, I think it was like suave or something like that or personality, something along the lines like personality and suave. And he's like, no, she wants you. She definitely wants you. You need to push a little harder and get a little flirty. And it was just like, wow, like 
I, I've never played anything like this. It's it's really unique. Like the only thing I could compare it to is Planescape. So check it out if you like those kind of RPGs. Um, it's great. I mean, it literally starts out. You create your character, and then you wake up in a hotel in your underwear, like uh, 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 oh Christ, fear and loathing in Las Vegas when he wakes up with the Z <laughs> carved on his forehead. Like the hotel room is completely trashed. You're practically naked. There's a spilled bottle by your head, and you're hunched over on the floor. Um, yeah, and that's how it starts. <laughs> you're basically a drunk cop. It's great. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. Uh, next on my list, Death Stranding. I loved it. I'm I'm just about done with it, I think. I got to play it more, but, you know, other stuff's got my time right now, but I will go back and finish it. Uh, it is the ultimate in Kojima weirdness. It's a great game. Um, I said before, I think it's not for everybody, but I really think uh, if you like Kojima, you'll love this. So just go pick it up if that's your thing. Uh, like Nick, I also chose The Outer Worlds. I think that was the sleeper hit of 2019, one of the best games. Um, Obsidian, I'm not surprised, just knocks it out of the park again. Pillars of Eternity was great. Pillars of Eternity 2 was great. And uh, they just handled this with the same care, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> You know, and I give them a lot of credit. It's not a long game, you know, and I don't think it was meant to be. And it was just done, you know, it was one of those games that was perfection for the year. I really think so. Uh, Next for me is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, It was one Mm. of the first games I got on Switch uh, this year when I got my Switch finally. Uh, I haven't beaten it yet, but I'd say I'm about 50% through it. It is a great game if you like Fire Emblem. Uh, but it's kind of like mixed, because you're at an academy, so it's kind of like Fire Emblem and Harry Potter, which is really cool. Um, yeah, good game, uh, great strategy, good challenge, highly recommend it. It was a great game for 2019. Uh, one of my top ones that we, you know, has kind of slipped under the radar because there's been so many great releases uh, since, but Bloodstained Ritual of the Night um, by the same creator that did Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, same kind of game. Very similar style, and it was awesome. Like, if you liked Symphony of the Night, you're going to love Bloodstained. Um, And that is also on Game Pass now. So, another reason to get Game Pass. Highly recommend that game. It's a ton of fun. Uh, Next on my 2019 list, Total War Three Kingdoms. Uh, If you like the Total War games, which I I love. I know Nick and I are both big fans of that series. Mm -hmm. Um, The Three Kingdoms uh, game that came out this year is just another great, great game that takes place during the Romance of the Three Kingdoms period in China. Uh, so medieval Chinese warfare, thousands of units on the field, and just death, destruction, espionage, and all that great stuff. It's just another great game in that series, and I loved it. Uh, also on my list is Division 2. Uh, kind of for the same reason as Nick, I hated the Division 1. I was on their opening weekend as well. Uh, I played it a little bit longer than that, maybe the next couple of weeks, and I just thought it was unbalanced garbage. Uh, Division 2 definitely uh, was much better. I uh, enjoyed playing that a lot, just with like the pickup from like random uh, players jumping in and helping out, and uh, it, it felt relatively fair through most of it. I mean, I, I did pretty good soloing a lot of it, playing with uh, Luke or some other people. Uh, and I basically got up to the point where then you go and do it all over again for the Black Tusks, and I was like, nah, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> I did it once, I'm done. 
Uh, next on the list was one I remember Captain Mike and I were talking about from the previous E3, which was Void Bastards. Uh, that's another Game Pass pickup, kind of, sort of, Borderlandsy in graphics. Um, you know, uh, kind of faster than light meets Borderlands, maybe, a good way to put it. Like, you're, you're scavenging ships and parts and stuff like that and going through space, and then, like, you go into a ship and it's, like, first-person combat uh, stuff. That was a very fun game. I, I Again, if you have Game Pass, that's absolutely worth a grab. Uh, the next one is a Switch game that I still obsess with randomly, and that is Tetris 99. <laughs> um, if you like Tetris, it's Tetris meets Fortnite, where you're playing against 99 other people playing Tetris, and you basically select one of them, and as you make lines, it adds lines to their uh, game. So as you're making it further and further up the ladder, people start <laughs> smacking on you, and... Um, it's tough. I think the highest I ever made it was uh, 18. But it's a lot of fun. It's it's competitive Tetris done right. It was a real knockout of the park for Nintendo. And if you have uh, whatever their online service is, if you just buy that, uh, you get Tetris 99 with it. And it's it's worth nice. it. Yeah, it's worth it based on that. It was a great game. And then finally, to end my list, this will be my 10th game. Uh, one second. Mm. Is Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. Um... I did not play Destiny 2 at release. I picked it up when Shadowkeep released after hearing a couple of friends who loved Destiny 1 but did not like Destiny 2. Uh, and they picked that up and they're like, oh wow, this game is really great now. <clears throat> so I picked it up and I played with them and I probably obsessed over this game for a solid month, which is good for me. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times games don't keep my attention for that long <laughs> unless they're really, really good. And uh, it was one of the more fun experiences I had. It's one I still pick up now and then just to jump on and squat up with friends. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's my uh, top ten for the year. Oh, and why did I not put this on there? I thought I did. Well, I'll take out, uh, let's see. I'll take out Destiny 2 and put Asgard's Wrath in there because that did come out in mm. 2019. Again, I put that up there as one of the best games I've ever played. Cannot recommend it enough if you have VR. And, uh, yeah, that is my 2019 list. Anything uh, you are still looking forward to playing, Nick? Uh, so, <coughs> uh, whether I'm looking, uh, still want to play, uh, Ace Combat 7. I came out way, very beginning of the year. I haven't got around to that yet, but that's still on my list. Um, Sekiro's Shadows Die Twice, uh, from the makers of Dark Souls. Uh, eventually <laughs> try that, try bashing my head against that at some point. Um, Cuphead. Wow, talking about bashing your head and then going to the next game and then smashing your head against concrete again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, apparently I, I want to be a masochist and just torture myself. <laughs> I, Kyle and Kyle will tell you, we love Cuphead. That mm -hmm. game is so fucking hard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to eventually get around to that. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, love the Total War series. I've yet to get around to Three Kingdoms. Definitely want to do that at some point. Mm -hmm. So that's on my list of, uh, you know, still want to play those. Um, a game called Control. I think it came out yes. two back. That looked like total mystery, but it, it's getting rave reviews and it looks awesome. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I want to play this, you know, play this at some point. Um, Jedi Fallen Order, 
getting like nothing but rave reviews about it, you know yeah, and everyone who plays it that. really enjoys it so it's like okay yeah and i think there's some dlc slated for with this year now yeah um, i have it on so my ea I, premiere i've got to play that yeah so i think i'm gonna wait probably for the dlc to drop and then i'll probably you know actually look into it maybe by that point it'll be discounted and uh you know get it you know check it out at that point but yeah it's it's still on my list um Another uh, one that is more story driven, uh, Plague Tale. Also on Game um, Pass. Awesome, yeah. It's and it looks intriguing again. It looks it like does. a great little story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I say charming game, but you know, it's the plague. But you know, just the from the, the small previews that I've seen. One, I was like, like, ooh, I want, I want to check this out. Play this. This looks really, really good. Um. Next, a uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. <laughs> you gotta play that, brother. That's, I know, I know. I I, I played the or, you know the first Rebel Galaxy. Love the hell out of that. Obviously, this is a I say completely different game. Still made by the Rebel same Galaxy people. Privateer. Uh, yeah, Privateer. Like I'd re- highly recommend playing that too. That's still a lot of fun. Uh, but same, made by the same people. Uh, but definitely want to check out Outlaw because it looks like a, you know that classic return to that kind of you know Wing Commander slash XVT. This is Wing Commander XV- Privateer though. Yeah um and you know and kind of checking it out that way so you know again it's on the list uh and then most recently you know i definitely want to be picking this up yeah i want to get uh, this vr boneworks um looks crazy fun has you know very you know half-life vibe um so definitely want to check it out i haven't seen too many reviews about it per se but i think uh what from what i have seen it seems fairly positive yeah i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna follow that one too looks cool and then uh, games looking forward to in 2020. Uh, <laughs> obviously, from E3, we had a ton. Like, everything's coming out this year now. <laughs> so, no, it there, is. There's a ton of... Is. Yeah. Um, still waiting on Star Citizen, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I think I'm going to be diving more into that. They, they recently released uh, their newest, uh, what's called Microtech, I think it was. Uh, but it's, like, a very detailed, like, uh, uh, planetary... Uh, um, uh, hard, hard to describe uh the uh um oh how, how do they uh, i'm feeling words are family like how like what it is but basically it, it you know makes everything look a whole lot better in the way that like the environment interacts and whatnot okay and, su- and supposedly supposedly yeah, by the end of the year we'll have a beta for squadron 42 which is what i'm really looking forward to that that's their single player portion of star citizen so we'll we'll see if they're able to keep to that obviously it's always constantly being pushed back uh but you know supposedly this year we'll see some beta for squadron 42 so you know not not hold my breath but you know we'll see so I, it's I, still on my list i hear the first dlc is coming out in 2021 called have you, yeah, right. have you retired yet <laughs> have you retired yet <laughs> it's been 84 years i can finally play star citizen <laughs> <laughs> um Looking forward to the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, yeah. I think it's that's scheduled for the spring, March, March. spring time. I think it's March. Uh, Mar- yeah, so that sounds right. Look, actually, looking forward to it. It makes the game look fantastic. Uh, and funny enough, I have never actually played Final Fantasy VII yet. Get the fuck. Uh, so, I know, right? <laughs> I've, I've played like you know six. I've played eight. I haven't played seven yet. <laughs> um, so, you know, this may be my first actual foray into actually playing the game. <laughs> and, you know, again, it looks fantastic. Oh, yeah, you might like as well two wait. Discs. Uh, yeah. There's two discs, uh, I think, and there's and the first disc is supposed to be like, or I say disc, but like uh, the, the part one is supposed to be like a prequel, I think, to Interesting. what ac- actually happened with the PlayStation game when it first came out. And then part two is the actual, you know, 
uh, you know, uh, kind of remade, you know, Final Fantasy VII that everyone knows and loves uh, from, you know, the original PlayStation. They better not Star Citizen me on this shit. <laughs> oh, we gotta wait till next year. <laughs> Um, another one that caught my eye at E3, yeah. uh, and I think this is a PS4 exclusive, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, game looks um, great. So, so this looks totally awesome, very, like, samurai, you know, game. I'm intrigued by it. Uh, again, it, it, will it be enough to make me pick up a PS4? We'll see. Um, <laughs> you know, remains to be seen. Yes. Um... And again, I think this is another game that keeps getting constant delayed. I think it's been delayed to this year. I don't think there's still a specific time frame, but Skull and Bones, uh, a you oh, know, I want to uh, play this so bad pirate game, uh, kind of build off the same engine that I think they used to to build uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Four. Yeah, Black Friday. I just Black hope Friday. it doesn't suck. I want to play this <laughs> game so bad. It it, it, it yeah, again, it looks pretty good. Uh, again, I kind of want to be able to play it and, and see where they take it. And, you know, again, it keeps staying delayed. So it's like it always makes you nervous when, yeah. when things like that happen. But uh, then lastly, uh, you know, recent development, Half-Life yeah. Alex VR. Totally I, badass. I said this, I think, um, the last episode we recorded. But for people like Phil Spencer and anybody saying that uh, VR is a gimmick, the next Half-Life is coming out in VR. That's not yeah, a game. Yeah. yeah, technically, this is Half-Life 3, so the, the the game everyone's been looking forward to is now in... Yeah, it's going to be on VR. That is not a gimmick. That is here to stay. Um, That's cool. I mean, for what I'm looking forward to, mainly it's a lot of the same things. Uh, like you as well, you didn't mention I'm also looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, again... Oh, yes. oh, it, I think I forgot. I, I skipped over that. Yeah, you're you right. You did, <laughs> so I, I covered it for both of us. Excellent. Good, good, good. Um, it's CDPR, and uh, they're they're just... They've been an insta-buy for me since the first Witcher, uh, which I remember playing at release. A lot of people don't like it now. It is very dated, but it is one of those, like, if you're just in love with the Witcher story and the world and, you know, all that, like, especially if you read the books... The Witcher 1 takes place immediately after the books end. I don't want to spoil the books for those who haven't read it yet. But, like, the games start the next chapter in Geralt's life. So it really does make it worth it, especially if you read the books. You're going to be like, oh, shit. Maybe I should go play The Witcher 1. Get it off of GOG.com. Also run by CDPR. Um, so, yeah, definitely worth it. Um... Yeah, but a lot of the same things, Ghost of Tsushima, Half-Life Alex, Skull and Bones, Star Citizen, I'll wait till they release it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, a VR Boneworks, I'm definitely going to give a look to. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a, a great year for gaming, or at least a great first quarter for gaming, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything is just coming out, but you know, around March, we got another Total War in the works, uh, Troy. So that oh, ought to really? be in. Yeah, that, uh, they just kind of dropped this the other day. Uh, it looks great, uh, focusing again on the, the Trojan War. Uh, and I think the question mark now is, are we going to get a little, you know, Herculean fantastic with it? Which would be really cool, actually. Uh, because if you played the, the Total War Warhammer series, um, that was like their first foray into doing a Total War game with fantastic elements. And they are masterpieces. I cannot recommend both enough. Uh, they're just great games. I I, I just reinstalled uh, Warhammer Two Total War the other day, or Total War Warhammer Two. Uh, it's very uh, just to play it again because it's that good. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to a lot of the same stuff. Um, stuff that I, I've played. And um, so it's going to be, again, just going to be a really great year. But uh, yeah, I think what we'll do... <clears throat> um, I wound up just uh, throwing out the question of the bye week. Uh, doing similar with all of you, I wanted to know what y'all thought was your games of 2019. or your. Well, actually, I just asked what your game of 2019 was and I'm really excited to hear uh what you all thought and I'll just go to the save point uh we had one reply on this because I sent it out late and that is my bad but that's my pal Aaron for his game of 2019 Destiny 2 because it's fun and you pew pew all the things storyline is decent hey rock on I like I said that was on my list too I thought they did a very good job with it this year uh okay so let's start with uh we have a lot we wait for us we have a lot of voicemails we have five voicemails tonight Whew. so we're gonna go through them and uh let's start with the wait what is this one um blah, 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 blah. did we play no well Did we play Los's message uh, in the last episode about favorite Christmas movie? I do not recall. No, I think he called after the last show. So you know what? Uh, Los, you called after our last show. Now we have six voicemails tonight. So he had a question for us. So let's throw this on there. This is Los from the Talking Place podcast. What is up, guys? This is Los from uh, from the Talking Place. That, that's my thing. Look at that. Uh, I can say I can say that again. Uh, yeah, just calling, saying what's up, saying hi, here, uh, here doing my thing, walking the dog, and, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, calling because I, I wanted to say that, that I'm, I'm worried about you, Al, I'm, <laughs> I'm worried because, because of this whole VR thing you got going on, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you, you got, you got a lot of, you got a lot of love for VR, and I get it. It's awesome, and, and I understand it. But uh, but have you ever seen The Lawnmower Man? <laughs> that's like pretty pretty close to 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 what I'm what I'm by the vibes I'm getting <laughs> from you. And and it's cool. It's cool though. You know, I I know you love it. I know you're enjoying it. So you keep on enjoying it. Just just uh, just know when to to pull yourself out of the machine. Am right? I still in? I, I like you. I don't want to have to <laughs> to have to drag you out, and you know you'd be all computerized and shit. But <laughs> yeah, so uh, happy happy holidays. Uh, I don't know no question to answer. Uh, I'm sorry. I've been pretty pretty lazy with a lot of stuff. So you know the holidays got me back. Got me you know backed up with a lot of stuff. So uh, so yeah, I'm I'm just calling say hi, saying uh, be careful of VR. Happy holidays, and uh, and I hope it's all gravy. Uh, thank you, thank you for for putting out the good shows and for being good community hosts. So peace out. If uh, if you want to answer a question, what is what is the favorite Christmas movie? So there there you go. There there's my question. Have a good good show. Peace out. <coughs> thank you, Los. Uh, this was before the Christmas holiday. And I think it was uh, bef- after we recorded. Um, all right, Nick, favorite Christmas movie. Go ahead. 
Oh man. <laughs> uh I'd have to go with like Home Alone. I always like that's you know, a good one. I, I think it's something I always associate with, with kind of a, a great Christmas movie. It's got you know good laughs, got John Williams score, uh, and you know it, you know it's like I don't think there's anyone who doesn't like that. So you can, it's an easy one to you know put in. That's not necessarily your, I would say your standard. So it's not like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or right, you know, right, Frosty right. the Snowman type of thing. No, it's, but a it's great something pick. everyone can enjoy. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I guess for me, even though I can't stand the uh, the main actor, I just think he's a pompous douche, but it is one of my favorite movies, is Christmas Vacation, National Lampoons. <laughs> I, I just, we watch it every year. It makes me laugh every time. And it just shows us that Randy Quaid was that guy all along. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and that's a great one. Thanks, Los. That was your pre-holiday call. We have other calls from Los. So we'll, we'll just go on to the next one. Who is our next caller? Who could it be? Happy New Year! <laughs> What's going on, gentlemen? New Year, New Year. Here we go. Lots of excitement. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love Fred. So here's Fear of the Rat. Well, that's wrong, okay? I'm going to tell you right now it's wrong. Just cross that out. Go to all those calendars. I'll tell you that. Put a big X to it. It's going be the Year of the Fred. Life. It's the year of the mustard bottle. <laughs> yeah, big year, big year. Here we go. Woo. Oh, what's wrong with you, man? If you're able to the question, and then like it's hours before the show, you add on more layers to the question, Al. Al, come on, man. We're not all made as tough as you are, Al, answering all these questions, man. You're killing us. You're killing <laughs> us. All right. Get to the questions, right? All right. Let's go to the questions. What do I get for Christmas? Well, you know. The brother-in-law, he lives up in that there Boston area by that Captain Mike, and he came down to my neck of the woods, huh? And he, he brought him a couple bottles, you know, just a couple bottles of beer, you know? He brought me two, three <coughs> bottles of beer from up there in Boston. So I got some beer. I'm not drinking now. I'm just crazy like this all the time. No, you are drinking now. <laughs> uh, lots, of games, lots of games. I got uh, I got that Luigi's Mansion 3. Ooh. Yeah. Going through the mansion, getting the ghost. Woo. I got a uh, Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Shoot him, kill him, and uh, be classified as a homicidal maniac by the people who don't play games. Yeah, I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. Yeah. <laughs> what else did I get? Let me think. Let me think. Oh, I got a sweater. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I guess I'll throw it on when it's cold outside. I don't know. Uh, oh, that's another game. There's another game. What the heck was that game? I can't. Oh, I got that Star Wars game. How could I forget about that? I'm liking that. That's pretty cool. I think that's all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm not. I'm not too far in, maybe maybe about a 45 minutes an hour into it or something. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I like it. But the best game ever, well, okay, maybe not ever, but a really great game is this Wattam, W-A-T-T-A-M. It's a digital game only on the PlayStation 4. And I got to say, I've never laughed so hard, laughed so much, and enjoyed playing a game like that in my life now. Wow. Of course, this game isn't for everyone because I could see people saying, that's dumb, man. It's just dumb. But me, it just, it entertains me to the life of me. I'm sitting there playing it, laughing. My wife keeps looking at me saying, how old are you? How old are you? And I don't know. Age don't matter. If I'm laughing, I'm having a good time. That's all that it is. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Let me sum it up real quick. Like, you know, these things come in waves of different things. And, uh, well, that doesn't make sense, but, uh. Anyway, you're on this thing, and these things will show up, and you get to be a tree, and then the tree eats people, and then when it eats you, it comes out as fruit, and then you fall off the tree, and then you know, like you're an apple or something like that, and then uh, 
a mouse will finally eventually come up, but then the mouse eats in, the mouse poops out, now you have a poop thing running around, the next thing you know, this toilet bowl shows up, and he's chasing you, trying to flush you. Dude, it is just, hello, dude. <laughs> Good times, great times. I don't know if we're going to get to this second no, you won't, but we'll we'll go. <laughs> Who, who's the next one? I got to check that out. Watson. That sounds interesting. All right. Next call. Next Fred call. Call your fault, Al. I told you I wouldn't get to all these questions. You slam these questions on us like this. But anyway, let's go on to the next question. What was my game of the year and why? Uh, I don't know. That's kind of tough. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Crackdown 3. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about, Fred? Crackdown 3. I really was. I, I loved 1. 2 was just like the ultimate letdown. And then I saw 3 was coming out, so I put hope back in. I had big, high expectations. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I do have Game Pass. Isn't it weird? I have Game Pass, and I haven't played Crackdown 3. I didn't even download it yet. I had all this, I was this big hype fan for Crackdown 3, and I haven't even downloaded it. That's so <coughs> crazy. Game of the year, though. I I don't know. I don't I don't know if anything really sat with me that great this year. I mean, did it? I don't. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm getting towards the end of Gears Five. I'm liking it. That's, I don't know if it's game, game of year quality though, but I'm I'm liking it. It's good. It's good for what it is. If you're a Gears fan, it's 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 interesting. It's it's entertaining, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, what have I done? What was it? What was I That's looking forward one. to? I mean, everybody's looking forward to Cyberpunk. Let's hope that lives up to it. That it's bringing to it. Uh, beyond that, I mean, there's, I, uh, I'm not even sure what's coming out next year, but I, I mean, there's probably a lot of games, and I don't know. Let's just, I just hope it's a great year for gaming. How's that? Let's just it. have another great, fantastic year for gaming, and we'll, we'll see what these two system things bring out with all the info when they finally land that. Let's hope that isn't a bank breaker. <laughs> uh, Good luck. Yeah, I don't know. I probably really uh, went flat on that second question. I apologize, Al. I'll try to get better, buddy. I'll try to get better. I apologize. Anyway, let's end it there. I hope everyone had a great holiday season. Uh, stay safe, be good. And as always, Ariba brought the turkey, and I'm going to say <laughs> Ariba Durchy. Uh, Ariba Durchy, Fred. No, Gears 5 was a great game. Uh, it didn't make my game of the year list, but I've had a lot of fun with that, and that's a lot of fun multiplayer. It is also on Game Pass. Check it out. No, thank you for the call, Fred. Always appreciate it. And, um,. I'm glad you mentioned that Wadham game on Twitter the other day, and I was just like, man, I, I love games that I can laugh at, so I've got to check that out. It just sounds like a dumb, silly platformer, which is even better, so why not? All right, let's see who our next caller is. Fellas, how do? This is Captain Mike from Bad Fodder Figures. I'm sure your favorite podcast. Yes. Anyways, I digress. Uh, let's see, favorite game of 2019 has to be The Outer Worlds, as mentioned last week on BFF. I uh, <laughs> love the story. Brought me back to some Fallout uh, feelings. Would have given it to Borderlands 3 if not for all the technical snafus that I had with that game. Now, moving on to 2020, of course, the new consoles. Got to be looking forward to those, seeing what they're going to bring and all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, as far as game-wise, Cyberpunk has got to be on the top of the list for sure, like everybody else. Boo-hoo, kind of boring, right? But, you know, The Witcher 3 was such a great game that Cyberpunk is going to be just as good, I believe. So those are my choices. Gentlemen, carry on. Talk to you later. Thank you, Mike, and I appreciate the call. And my sympathies on the computer crash. Uh, for those who don't know... Uh, 
aside from BFF being my favorite podcast, the Bad Fodder Figures, I do love those guys. Uh, their command and control computer took a shit, so they're kind of on a hiatus until they get a new one. Uh, so I'll keep an ear to the ground, and as soon as they're back up and running, I will continue to push them. Uh, but I would, I'll even do it at the end of the podcast. Still, if you haven't heard them yet, go check them out. Their episodes are great. Uh, they just celebrated their 100th episode, too. So, um, yeah, um, no, I, I think Nick and I are both with you, Mike. Outer Worlds was just, just mm-hmm. a hit, man. That was such a perfectly, a perfect game and a perfectly executed game. I didn't run into a single bug or a single crash to desktop with that. So, that's saying something. All right, we've got two more. Who could it be from? You know, this, this is Los. Los! Uh, I, I'm here, I, I walk the dog a lot when I'm, when I'm leaving my voicemails for shows and stuff. And, you know, I do it because that's my, that's my quiet time. You know, there's no screaming kids. There's no screaming wife. You know, that's, so that's what I'm doing. So, you know, I, I just called right now and I realized, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure I left a voicemail before. You so did. <laughs> you might have two. You might have two. This might be the second voicemail for me. But, but, uh, but yeah. But anyway, happy new year. Hope everything is good. Uh, sorry about the two voicemail thing. Uh, I don't so, care. So, uh, so the question. I saw the questions. Uh, I think it was, what's your favorite gift that you received for for the holidays? Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big kid, as you may or may not know, and and I love, I love Christmas. For, for gifts and stuff, and and uh, my favorite gift or my favorite game. I, oh wait, I think it was also uh, your favorite gaming thing that you did this year. Uh, I could answer that both in one in one answer. It's the Switch Lite. Uh, I just got it for for Christmas, and and I'm I'm told, so sold. I, I'm loving it so much. It is beyond beyond comfortable. To, to hold it in your hands and it's like it's it's I don't know it's perfect I don't know what else to say it's it's such a great little little device and it's like re-sparking everything uh, for the switch that I want to do <clears throat> and uh, and yeah so non non gaming uh, non gaming I would have to say it's my my turntable my my record player that I picked up mm, uh, that my wife got me and I'm hey drop that. <laughs> so, so yeah, my record player uh, that, that sparked a whole new hobby for me, and I've been going crazy, uh, collecting vinyls, buying nice. vinyls, and, and trying to find hard to find ones. I, I picked up the Hamilton soundtrack nice. uh, from, from Barnes and Noble, some Barnes and Noble in South Carolina that uh, that had it, and uh, and I had them ship it to me for eighty bucks, which is going for like. Two three hundred dollars. Holy shit! Places, you know, uh, nice find, Lowe's. Uh I picked up a Zelda, a Zelda One Hero of Time. It's the Ocarina of Soundtrack, Ocarina of Time, uh, like we we told soundtrack kind of Ooh, thing. There you go, Nick. Uh, looking forward to picking that up to getting that in the mail uh, next week. <clears throat> and uh, and yeah, it's just it's a whole whole freaking hobby. Uh, my wife got me an all in one, uh, one of those big boxings. And, uh, and I'm returning it today. That's a horrible place to cut off Los, but it's good that you called back. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we got the last one. It's Los's, uh finishing voicemail. 
Okay, <coughs> got cut off. So this is probably voicemail number three. My bad. Uh, yeah, this is me acting like a jerk. <laughs> like your like your message says. Hey, we're so, not devious, uh, Mister Matt. I'm trading in. Just kidding, I'm Matt. returning the the all in one big box record player, and I'm I'm picking up uh, a smaller, uh, compact, more more advanced, uh, introductory turntable. Uh, it's an audio technic. I'm gonna be I'm post pictures of it and talk about it for sure. But but I'm doing that today probably. But Anyway, have a good show. Have a happy new year, and I hope all is good. Peace out. <coughs> Sorry. Ah, oh, peace out, Los. And, uh, yeah, we, we, dude, you can call in four times. I don't care. It just gives us more stuff to talk about. Um, That's right. Yeah, no, I, I can totally relate. Um, I got a turntable like eight years ago, and it was an obsession with me for a solid year. And I'll tell you what, man. Uh, that was before, you know, wife and kids. That was a fun goddamn year because I tracked down some obscure stuff, game soundtracks, a signed typo negative record uh, that I got. Well, a typo negative record that I got signed by the band right before Pete Steele died. Um, <clears throat> you know, just I, I get it. And, and there's just it, there's something fun about it. I don't know if it's any better phonetically, you know, audially or, or anything like that. I'm not one of those people. I, I maybe could tell a little bit of a difference. But it's just fun because it's one of those, like, <clears throat> it's a device, like, it's not like a computer where you could sit down and put music in and then go do other things. When you're going to sit down and put a record on, you're sitting down to, like, listen to music or whatever you're doing, you're, like, music is going to be the main component to that. Even if it's washing dishes, the music, you know, is what you've put on for that time and you just pay more attention to it, I think. So, yeah, I get it, man. Have fun. That's a hell of a grab on the Hamilton soundtrack. The only reason I know is you were talking about getting it, and I started looking it up, and I was like, holy shit, that's really expensive. <laughs> so it's cool that you found that. <laughs> uh, and that's a great soundtrack. I've listened to it. Um, I've yet to see the musical, but it's a really good soundtrack. So that was a hell of a find by you. Um, other than that, I want to just thank everybody for calling in. Thank you, Mike. Uh, thank you, Fred. Thank you, Los. Um we really appreciate it, and uh, it was nice to hear, you know, again, I think 2019 was a very surprisingly good year for gaming, didn't have a very strong start, uh, but the stuff that came out this year was really, really solid, there's a lot of good titles, I mean, if you just look at games that released in 2019, many of them are, are really recommended playing, I mean, Bloodstained was great, Death Stranding was great, I mean, it was just a good, good year. Obviously, I, I think we're all on the train that 2020 is probably going to knock it out of the park, at least the first quarter, with everything that's coming out. So, Other than that, I think this will wrap it up, our first episode of the new year. Uh, Nick, thank you for such a thoughtful list and, and sharing uh, what you're looking forward to. Uh, I forgot to plug this before we did the voicemails, but if you want to leave us a voicemail... Even though it is the new year, and tell us your favorite game of 2019, you can do so at 610-810-1654, and uh, we'll happily talk about it on our next episode. Uh, other than that, we'll move on for shout-outs. Uh, Nick, anything you want to shout-out, promote, whatever? Um... <clears throat> Can't think of anything right now. Uh, again, tomorrow I'm going to be trying to check out Rogan on VR. Uh, I got to watch that. that. I and, mean, if you're streaming. Uh, right? What was that? Are you streaming that? Yes. I'll, yeah, I'll, I will be streaming that. So you can right. join in the escapade. I plan on it. I follow you on Twitch. 
Uh, other than that, uh, I think that's about it for now. Excellent. Well, I just then want to take a minute, wish everybody a happy new year, all the listeners, uh, all our friends in the podcast community, the everyday gamers, uh, love you guys. Uh, thanks. We did some talking with, uh, Meef J and some of the other crew throughout the holiday. And just again, Merry Christmas, happy new year to all you. Love you guys. Uh, holy headshot, that whole crew. Uh, bad fodder figures. You guys are fucking killing me, man. Like, you're half the reason I look forward to Monday. The other half's my job. So now it's like, well, shit, what am I going to listen to tomorrow? So, Mike, uh, I'm going to start a GoFundMe. Uh, it's not going to go anywhere because <laughs> I don't promote well. But I'm just telling you that it's the thought that counts for your new command and control. I can't wait for you guys to get back on the air. Love you guys. And, uh... Can't wait for the Bad Fodder figures to get back in the saddle. Again, if you haven't heard them, they got a hundred episodes. They're all fun to listen to. Um, look for the stacking paper one. That's a classic. You'll laugh. It's great. We love Matt. But uh, yeah, you know, again, Mike, Eric, Jeremy, Matt, Happy New Year to you guys. And uh, to the crew at Mary to the Games, Happy New Year to y'all. I hope it's a great year. Uh, tap the Craft, Danny Luce, and, and the co-hosts over there. Uh, hope you all have a great new year. Check out that podcast if you're into beer. Very educational, very fun. Uh, it's another little obsession of mine I, I, I listen to during my work day, and I enjoy very much. Other than that, <clears throat> if you want to get in touch with us, we're on Facebook at the Safe Point, tiny.cc slash savepoint. Uh, we talk games in there all the time, and actually, it's a place where you can learn about some stuff that you may not have heard before. And I just want to push this real quick. My pal Josh uh, pasted a link on the 2nd of January called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rescue Palooza. And I, I don't know if it's done with a Nintendo engine from the arcade game or one of those, but it's basically uh, like a giant game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where there's like... It's pizza time. Teenage Mutant Ninja Rescue Palooza is a fa free fan-made beat-em-up based on TMNT. It's an update and homage, homage to the classic NES titles with tons of characters playable for the first time. 60 playable characters, 17 stages, 4 bonus stages, 4-player local co-op, and more. Check out the save point. I'm telling you, like I, I have this installed. I just gotta play it. Like I never would've knew about this if it wasn't for the save point. Uh, other than that, you can email us, theretrorants at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at theretrorants. You can hit me up at retrorantsal. Hit Nick up at blackeagleops. And then we're on Twitch. I never stream. I'm to Twitch what Kyle is to Twitter. But I, <laughs> I really am planning on trying to do it more. I'm retrorantsal on Twitch. Nick is blackeagleops. <clears throat> if VR and Rogue sound interesting to you, uh, tune into Nick's stream tomorrow. What is it, like around 8.30-ish usually? Uh, I'll start around 8, uh, you know, yeah, by 8.30 I'll definitely be ready. All right, you know, 8, 8.30, check it out. If you want to check out Rogan VR, uh, Nick's a great streamer to watch. He's fun to watch, he's entertaining, and uh, he's really great if he plays horror games. Horror games, you guys. <laughs> that watch is me a jump a mile high. I gotta get you. I gotta watch you one time and record a sound bite of when you jump. The blah is classic. <laughs> I think one of my clips is uh, when I was doing a VR scary one, and That's I literally yeah, it felt like I jumped a mile high. <laughs> Other than that, uh, just a shout out to you, man. Uh, this was, I believe, was your first full year on the podcast, and uh, yeah, right. 
and uh, you, you have been an awesome addition to the show. And uh, really, it's just my own selfishness. We used to do this all the time, so this is like my chance to sit in bullshit video games. Yeah, that's right. So it's been really great having you on. I look forward to many more episodes. And um, other than that, everybody, I want to wish you all a very happy new year. Let's have a great 2020. There's a ton of good games coming out, so we'll end like we usually do, and that is have fun, play games, don't be dicks. Peace. See ya.